It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Jaron Hall, the mouth was not looking something like a disco ball. His mouth uh, was looking like something that got benched. Uh, just terrible in the game. It's not even his fault. Fifth-round rookie thrust into like a huge spot in a huge game against the team trying to make the playoffs, and it went, as you might expect, uh, really poorly. Enter Nick Mullins, and Mullins was not able to get Minnesota's offense moving enough. The Packers throttle the Vikings on Sunday night. Green Bay moving to a win-and-in game on Sunday on the uh, at home against the Chicago Bears. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. We'll get to the Cowboys and the Commanders, the Eagles and the Giants this segment as well. Power Hour, final hour, coming up 20 minutes from right now, which means... This is our last segment for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching us right now on Stadium, uh, head on over to twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour of today's show. Uh, Let's talk this Lions-Vikings game, Ken, coming up on Sunday, where we don't know who Minnesota's starting quarterback is going to be. Now, it's worth noting, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell did say that Josh Dobbs is under consideration to start the game. My sense is 51% Mullins, 49% 49% Dobbs, 0% Jaron Hall. Uh, yeah. In a game that Minnesota has to win and get help, need the Packers and the Seahawks to both lose, and either the Bucks or Saints to lose, and Vikings win, and Minnesota would make the postseason. Now, Detroit is hosting the game, obviously, right? There were some wacky movements in the betting market earlier today that I was not able to put my finger on. So, obviously, like, we, we touched on it on Sunday board, just like the... In, the insane, the insane ending on Saturday night. Anyway, Dan Campbell said, and this should surprise no one, yeah, we're going to play the starters in Week 18. Because, of course, he is. Detroit very likely now to be the three seed in the NFC playoffs. Detroit was a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. This went all the way down to three. And for context, a couple weeks ago, these two teams played on the road in Minnesota. We had the Lions. We ended up winning that bet. Detroit closed like a juiced two-and-a-half in that game. Yep. Now we're flipping home field, and they're three. And Campbell said the starters were going to play. So I saw that, and I'm like, do 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 betters know? Do some of these betters know like what, what I don't know right now? Like, is this going to be Teddy Bridgewater and Lions backups here in this game against Minnesota? Like, how's this going to go? Uh, so, Ken, curious your, your opinion on why this move like happened the way that it did with Detroit is just a three point home favorite and um and any opinion that you have on the game so Detroit favored by three 45 and a half the total yeah it was interesting right because if I wanted to bring up something here yeah like the Vikings get bet down and the total gets bet up like two points too like that's not a Bridgewater like that's because you were you were asking me before the show you're like do you think it's information like is that what's getting bet and I go I don't think so or if it i mean it just seems very unlikely like we don't it's usually not something super mysterious usually like if something's up like it, it in the nfl at least that we're going to kind of know like yes if it was an obscure college basketball game and there was a point spread bet like i don't i don't know anything about santa clara and what they're up to roster wise so like yeah there could be something going on I'm trying to think about like what it would be 
you know, like a assumption that the Lions starters are going to start start the game, but maybe like with some other teams, San Francisco, they don't play the whole game. You know, like, is that what it is? Maybe, but we don't know any of that yet. And, uh, and it's possible, like, do we just have to take the market at face value that it's just like everyone's best guess about what this game's going to look like is a little more competitive because the Lions, like, aren't really playing for a lot or something along those lines, or it's at least in doubt how long the starters are going to play. Maybe that's all this is, like, kind of buying a rumor almost that, like, may maybe, maybe it won't be for the whole game. Maybe that's what happened here. Uh, could be wrong, and I haven't bet the market yet. If we get to, so I, I mean, I, I, we can do the like, well, if it's Sunday and it's this, but if it's Sunday and it's this, we're going to know a lot more about what's happening. So like, we can't even have that conversation. Like, yeah, if, if everyone plays and it's three on Sunday, it was just freaking two and a half on the road. Yeah, I think we'd all bet three on Sunday if nothing changes in the game, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to learn more and the market's going to shift based on what we learn. So I, I don't even want to play it out to the finish line yet. Cause like, I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think we're going to have information or we're going to have no information. And I don't think this will be the market uh, if that's the case. So kind of like a holding pattern because I, you, you don't know anything about the game information wise. I don't know anything. And like, I'm not going to bet into something where we might be at a disadvantage where like we could get surprised and, uh, and maybe we just wait and see what happens with, with the, most importantly with the lions, honestly, and, and what maybe if they give some indication of what they're going to do. Agreed. So we can uh, we can move on past this game for now, and obviously we'll touch yeah. on it as we move as, as we, it's for now as we uh, trudge towards Sunday. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. Let's talk both NFC East games here. By virtue of Philadelphia's insane home loss to Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm not trying to discredit Arizona. It's a hell of like a program building win by 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 Jonathan Gannon for, like, for Arizona. He came out earlier today, Ken, saying like unequivocally, Kyler Murray's our franchise quarterback. Yep. They're currently slated to pick fourth in the draft, where you know like they'd love to get Marvin Harrison. Maybe it's Malik Neighbors. Like we'll we'll see what. It, but that that's a conversation for them. Just that like good on Arizona for winning the game the way they did. Also, really bad on Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia and Matt Patricia and that terrible defense for the Eagles in losing that game. And because Dallas survives on Saturday night against Detroit, we, we're now entering Week 18 where the Cowboys just win on the road at Washington and Dallas is the two seed and the NFC East champion. And Philadelphia drops to the five and a likely road date with Tampa or like NFC South champion, whoever it is, where that would be where Philadelphia would have to go on the road on Wild Card Weekend instead of hosting a game on Wild Card Weekend. Dallas is a 13-point road favorite at the Commanders. For context, San Francisco closed about 14 and a half in Washington this past weekend. Dallas 13, total is 45 and a half. The one thing that we need to know, obviously, as we approach uh, the end of the week here, who's starting a quarterback for Washington? Um, yep. Is it Howell or is it Brissett? We, we don't know right now who it's going to be. And then the Eagles-Giants game, and for context, these two teams played on Christmas Day, like not that long ago. Philly hosted the game. Now, Tommy DeVito was the starter for the Giants, not Tyrod Taylor. Philly closed like a two-touchdown favorite in that game. It was, like, it was like 10 days ago, and now they're on the road at the Giants here, and I understand Tyrod's playing. The Eagles are five-point road favorites here. The Rams were a six-point favorite this past this past Sunday. And I'm not trying to, not to criticize the Rams. Just like, wow, Philly's market rating's taking a big hit. Philly's a five-point favorite at Tyrod Taylor and the Giants. The total is 41. Now, we don't know if Devontae Smith's going to play in the game, dealing with an ankle sprain right now. Also, the Giants are employing Mason Crosby, who, like, can't kick in the year of our Lord 2023. Anyway, Ken, thoughts on these two games 
with Dallas wins and their division champs and the Eagles visiting the Giants. Yeah, that's a great setup there. A lot going on, obviously, in the two games. Um, yeah, I think in each game you're 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 asking like a completely different question, and I'll just link them together to have the conversation first about this. This, I think, for right, and I'll, I'm, there might be others, and I'm missing them, or I haven't thought about them the right way yet. I think this is the only situation where the game is being scheduled this way produces a somewhat interesting exercise in terms of what might happen in terms of who plays in the game. So, like. If Dallas is up huge, they're playing Washington. If they're up twenty-eight nothing in the third quarter, and I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying it's going to play out this way, but just like I think it's a good, I think it's a good thought exercise. If Dallas is up twenty-eight nothing and it's like the start of the fourth quarter in both games, what is the incentive for the Eagles to play any money? Like, is there some chance that a pretty forward-thinking organization? Who, who once torpedoed a game for draft position. Not the same group, I understand. But, like, who once did that? The same I think there's GM? an argument for... Who's calling the an, shots, There's an argument for and against this. I think there's an argument for... So, just to play it out, the idea would be the Eagle... You would bet, like, unders on every Philadelphia Eagle. They get to the fourth quarter. The Cowboys are up big. Pull everybody. Like, we can't win the division. Like, we don't want Jalen Hurts to get injured in the fourth quarter of the game in a meaningless game where the wild card, like, you have to eat that and just go to Tampa or whatever and, like, play it out and see what happens. Uh, I think that's possible. The only, so in a, in a lot of setups, I'd actually be really confident that they would do that. And I'm also, honestly, if Howell's going to start, I'm pretty confident Dallas is going to do that in that game too. Now, if it's Brissett, it's like a completely different conversation. I think if he's okay, I, I think that it's doomsday if, if Howell starts and I think the Cowboys run up the score. That's my, well, we did see Uh, this in week 18 last year, to be fair, the anniversary, it's the game to put Howell on the map. Yeah. You know, like the Cowboys know that too, by the way. So, like, I, just the idea, like, the Cowboys have played a lot of games like this and a lot of teams like this, including the Commanders, on Thanksgiving, and it's like doomsday across the board every single time. Now, Brissett's a little interesting because he's had kind of some juice the, the couple times he's come in. Maybe that disrupts the handicap, whatever. Uh, I would only bet Dallas, and the total in the game is really interesting, though, in that game. If they're up big, normally I'd be like, well, the Eagles will pull everybody. But, like, they're so tailspin right now with how their season is going. Like, they're going to lose to the Giants. They just lost to Arizona. They're going to go into the playoffs losing all these games? Or is it like, look, we just have to win to, like, feel good and win a game. Like, I don't know which one it is, but I think it's the only pairing of games where there's some really interesting live and prop stuff right off the bat if one team is going to demolish their opponent and, like, the predicament it puts the other team in. So I I love where you're going with this, and I think you're 100% right. So, da- let's say Dallas is up twenty-four nothing, like a couple of minutes to go in the half. Maybe right. the Eagles, regardless of what's going on in the game, so let's say they're down ten-seven at that point to the Giants. Just say that, right? right? Or it's a close game. I think you... It's a one-possession game, something like that. Sure. Right. Yeah. I think they would probably pull everybody at that point. But I think so. Let's too. say Dallas. Let but let's say like Dallas is up, you know, a seventeen-seven at half. They're up 24-7 at the end of the third quarter, and then like they score to go up 31-7. If it's a one-possession game, I think the Eagles are keeping everyone in and trying to win. Right. I think the only, so the only... way the Eagles pull everybody is if, is if they're also up big. Now, that's if the game's late. If it's early and it's like the game's close, I think they pull everybody and they don't risk the injury. But if it's late and they're like, maybe they're going to lose... I think they play everyone and they try and win. Right. So I, I think, so look, like, prop markets in week 18 are a disaster because 
books are afraid of the exact situation that we're talking about and they know enough by now to know like well what if we just don't list a lot of people <laughs> because like this stuff's possible so i'm not saying you're gonna get like robust eagles prop markets like this has already been talked about in a bunch of places i'm not breaking any news by bringing up this situation it's not like i'm ruining this or whatever it's on like six national podcasts today but like it's interesting i do think this is a remarkable game to have both games on at the same time and potentially live bet this game, which by the way, they'll be like the, you will be able to live bet every NFL game. Like those don't go away. The live markets are very liquid. Like even when, when crazy stuff's going on. So like, that's a very interesting setup uh, in terms of live betting and maybe halftime betting. If you see what the scores are, like if you can, you know, follow every reporter on Twitter, Hey, like Eagles are out of the tunnel and Jalen hurts. Isn't taking warm up throws like that kind of stuff. Like these are the two games for that. Coming up next, final hour. Final hour, power hour. We'll keep talking week 18 in the NFL. All our bets for tonight. If you're watching on Stadium, head on over right now to twitch.tv backslash betql for the final 60 minutes on a Tuesday.